Welcome to City League Sports, the show that gives some love for all the special people that make the Columbus City League Sports amazing. Former Brookhaven Bearcat, Helen Darling is in the show here today. She joins us. And so um, say hello to everybody. Before you say hello, I'm your host, everybody. I'm sure that I'm sure some of you know that, right? Dr. Vince Clarino here. I'm excited to get into it today. Um, Helen, the floor is yours. Say hello to everyone. Say what's up and kind of go from there. I'm going to say good morning because it's early over here on the West Coast. Um, but good morning. I'm excited to be here and uh, just talk with you a little bit about my Brookhaven days. There you go. Well, we're going to talk more about than just Brookhaven days, right? <laughs> and, 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 and one of the beauty is that, that your journey, um, for those that don't know you, your, your journey in this space of women's basketball has spanned probably 25, what, 25, 30 years, right? I mean, a lifetime of work and, and, and body of accomplishments and all these special things that you've done. So, yeah, we're going to start with, with Brookhaven and all those special moments, but we're going to ride all the way in to where you, what you're doing now, you know what I mean? Like, we're going to this, hey, this, this is this is a long cross-country flight, you know what I mean? <laughs> this, this, ain't, this ain't no short flight. This is a long cross-country flight where, where we begin in Columbus, but we end with, you know what I mean, with, with, with some of where you're at now. And so jumping right into it, high school, Brookhaven, you you mentioned it. I said it in the intro. You were balling, right? Like, like I mean, you're you're a high school All-American, a 1995, I think, graduate coming out of coming out 96. of 96. I'm sorry. So you come out of Brookhaven, graduation 96. Get, give give everybody a little snapshot. What's going on in Brookhaven? 95, 96 school year. Here you are. 17, 18-year-old senior walking around. Just just give everybody a throwback to how it was. You know, the crazy thing about it is I didn't know mm. that I was, as they say, you know, the stuff back then, right? I'm a very humble person, um, and I just enjoyed the game. I enjoyed my teammates. I enjoyed the journey. Um, I enjoyed learning and growing. So... It was crazy because I really didn't know or didn't think that I was that great. Even even after being an All American, you didn't know. Uh, I was told. <laughs> I was told a story. Coach Lee gonna kill me. Get but, him out there! Come on, get Coach Lee on the <laughs> spot out here. We, we we got love for Coach Lee. That is my dude. I, I love Coach Lee to death. Mm -hmm. He's taught me so much. Um, but I have to go back to my Crestview days where Coach Bruce Howard, who actually introduced me to basketball. Come on now. Um, this is beautiful. This is good. Hey, this guy, I got the chills when you gave Coach Coach, <laughs> Coach Howard some love right in Crestview. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was, he got me, he introduced me to the game. He taught me about being tenacious on defense. Mm. You know, that was the first thing that he taught. And uh, offense will come once you put in the work, but defense is all about effort and heart. I love it. And, and so that's what we did. But when I got to Brookhaven, it was a different – Mr. Lee was tough. He used to mm -hmm. fuss us out all the time. I love him to death. And he would literally fuss us out in practice and then afterwards be like, hey, come on, let's go. You want to get something to eat? And I'm like, no. Right. He just like, right. fussed me out. Why would right. I want to hang out with you? Right. But he taught me the difference between what happens on the court stays on the court. Yep. And after that, we're all good. Um, but we talk about all American and I think I was having a bad practice. He was like, All American? Hey Rob, they call her All American. She an all American in practice. She ain't did nothing in the games. Oh man, he went at me yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. And uh it was funny, but it 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 made me realize like 
you got to bring it. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, it, yeah, you know? You, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's you know, it's like it's like almost twofold. When, when when you get to your level of skill set, and I was never there, so I was I was decent, but I wasn't I wasn't Helen Darling decent, right? Like I wasn't good, like you were, like you were phenomenal good, right? And and so, but but it becomes twofold where now you you like your bad night, which was probably my good night, right? So so so, so your bad night of, of thirteen points. Right, which is a good night. If I go out and score 13, it's a good night for me. You score 13 and, it, and it's scrutinized differently because you're an All-American. And so, so, so share with me about carrying that type of pressure. And, and really what you're going to share for this moment really is only speaking to – we got a lot of listeners. But this is like one of those special pieces that's really only going to resonate with a handful of people because not everyone has that type of pressure, but I'm interested to hear how how did, how did you carry when you said you got to bring it, bring bring got to bring it is different for every level of expectations. How did you carry that as a, as a 17 year old and you're all American and the spotlight is always on you? The crazy thing, I didn't see it as pressure. Oh I wow, really maybe that's what makes y'all great then. Y'all 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 phenomenal ones. Y'all don't even know the pressure is <laughs> happening. The rest of us, we scared, shaking. Y'all don't even know well, what's going on. But I think for me. In the era that I grew up in, my parents was not heavily involved mm. in the sense of coaching me, you know, trying to tell me what to do from the sidelines. None of that. First of all, my mom, rest in peace, she she barely came to any of my games. She just okay. wasn't a sportswoman. Okay. She was proud of me, you yeah. know. My dad, rest his soul, okay. but he was at the game, but he was, he was always just encouraging. Yeah. Like, come on, number 30. You know, get it together. You got right. this, you know, right. but never. So I never felt pressure. Um, only thing I wanted to do when I got up there on the floor was win. Mm, nice. And that was win at all costs. Right. Whether that's, I didn't have to, you think about my, the championship game that we played um, at Brookhaven. I did score. I, I think I, I don't think I had 10 points. Okay. It was, it was me leading my team and getting the ball where it's supposed to be. Kylie Carter uh, mm-hmm. Taronda Hayes. Yeah. They carried Tysha, Tynesha Crump came in. Like we had a, a phenomenal team, but mm-hmm. it was a team. And so they, they just looked for me to lead. No doubt. Not score. Well, and you and know, know what? And, and you, 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 yeah. Well, you, you, you led well. Right. And, and that's what point guards do. So I can talk point guard with you now. Right. <laughs> Being in that space. Cause I, I, I know that game and, and, you know, you shared something just now that was beautiful. So I'm going to give a little shout out to our parents, parents, you don't have to sit in the in the stands and coach your kid. You don't got to coach the entire team. You don't have to yell at the coach and tell them what plays to run. Like trust me, that like 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 they're working and they've all tried extremely hard. Like trust me, everyone wants it to work the way it's supposed to work, right? And we've created this society, and it's nice to hear you share that breath of fresh air that says like, hey, my parents were supportive of me and my journey. And they weren't the they weren't the parent in the crowd making a spectacle and making it about them. And then you go on, you're you're this phenomenal all American. You do these special things, and you're a leader, right? And so, um, share with share because I'm curious to hear a little bit about how do you end up at Penn State? You know, you know what I mean? Like 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 how does that? Because and I'll say this for me, like when I was in school and I wasn't recruited heavily or anything like that, right? But you know, I still found my way, and my and my journey is my journey. But Absolutely. um, but but a lot of schools, like like I, I don't know how much I even knew about Penn. If somebody would have asked me as a kid growing up, Penn State, I would have just thought they only had football, right? Like to right. be very honest, right. I wouldn't have you know, and, and I didn't understand that scope of it 
till maybe my junior year in high school, like, oh, like schools have multiple sports, right, other right. than what you see on TV. And so, right. how, so how do you end up at Penn State? Um, well, during my recruiting process, again, we grew up very poor. Okay. And so I knew that I didn't want – I wanted to get away from home, but I didn't want to be too far away where my family couldn't come see me or I couldn't get home. Right. And I knew we couldn't afford flight. Right. right? Yeah. At the time. Yeah. So I had to be able to drive. Yeah. Had to be with it. So I knew right away. No NIL was, back when we was kids. No, <laughs> I wish. Come on. What? No NIL I back wish. when we was kids. Right. Um, but just to make a long story short, I just I just knew. And so when people were called, it was like, how far away are you? And I didn't want to go more than seven hours drive. And so I cut a lot of schools off mm. real early. I didn't even entertain it because I knew I wanted to stay close. Um, as far as how I ended up at Penn State, um, Penn State recruited me. and uh, But I just knew I needed to get away to grow up. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful. If I had to do it all over again... I mean, I love Penn State. I had a great experience at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Penn State helped me grow into a great athlete. But I just I just felt like Penn State was where I needed to be. One, yeah. because they didn't have a point guard at the time. Okay. And so I knew I could come in and play. So that was important to me. Okay. Uh, and so Tina Nicholson was leaving. They were recruit- recruiting two point guards. And me being who I am, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get that starting spot. So no doubt. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. That's that competitive spirit juicing <laughs> in here right now, everybody. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so, so now you end up at, at, at Penn State. And, and so while there, you know, you did your thing, right? And, and so, so let me, let me kind of like run down, you know, you're a thousand point score, over 500 rebounds, 600 assists, great career. You're the only... Penn State Women's Big Ten Player of the Year. You all go to the Final Four. So like, so like, and and these are things that I don't believe Penn State Women's Basketball has duplicated since you've been there, right? And so, so, so like, you're a part of this great run that they have. So, so when you look back on that, what do those experiences and memories say to you? Like, does something stand out? Is there is there a moment? It doesn't even have to be a hoop moment. I mean, I've never been to to Penn State. Um, in, in the respects of like really like you know seeing the energy and those things. So are there are there memories or something about your experience that really kind of stand out or something that that holds holds dear to you? It is, and I would say when we came when we came in as a freshman. So when we when I came in as a freshman in '96, it was five freshmen and JUCO players. So we had six new people mm. uh, on the team. You're talking about a rebuild, exactly. And when we first got there, the team before us, they were in the top 25. Okay. We quickly fell out of there. You know, okay, we right, quickly right. fell out the top twenty five. Yeah. And so um the thing that I remember most is is just the journey and my coach saying, you know, we went from the doghouse to the penthouse. Mm, and yeah. we literally did. I mean, because we went from the first year not being I don't even know how many games we won. Second year we didn't make it to the NCAA, but we had to go to the NIT. Okay, got we NIT, all, bitch. Well, we're not going to no NIT. Like that's for right. ill. Right. My coach right, is like, right. No, we're going. Yeah. Cause it's about experiences. So yeah. she said, we're going to, we, we're here. We got to play it. We might as well win it. Right. And we did. And then we, we actually went to the final four to see it. Oh, and so she nice. was planting seeds. Where, 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 where was it at? Where was it at? Uh, Cincinnati. Okay. So, so you yeah. all not, not in it, but went to Cincinnati as spectators to see it. Because she wanted us to get nice. an idea 
of yeah. what it was to be there. Right. Yeah. What it yeah. looked like. So yeah. if we seen it, mm-hmm. if we can visualize it, right, then we can get there. Right. Well, you um, know, and, and, and I share that with high school coaches all the time, and say, you know, you should take your teams so that Absolutely. so that they can help visualize it and see it. But I've never really heard that at the collegiate level. I mean, shout oh, out yeah. shout out to to Penn State your your coach at the time. Shout out to Penn State Athletics to to say, yeah, we're going to pony up and write and, and pay the expense for them to go and see it, right? Because yeah. I don't think every university is it like going to pay for a collegiate field trip because that's what that is, right? That's a collegiate field trip, right? You get to go hang out and see the and see the final four. So you go to see it in Cincinnati and then share with us now, like, 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 so then what, what take, what happens from there? Well, then my junior year, we make the, we make the NCAA, but we lose in the second round. Okay. And then my senior year, my senior year was so amazing. I can't even explain it to you. It was just the ore that we knew mm. we had a great team because we had put in the work. You got to think we've been together four years now. Right. Grew up together. And we put in the work off right. season in like we put in the work. And so it was in Philadelphia. Okay. Well, my best friends from Philly. A lot of people at Penn State are from the Philadelphia area. Okay. Um, so it was in Philly, and Rini was like, "It's in our home state. We have to go. Right. We're, go- we're going to go." Right, right, it wasn't right, a question. Right. We're going. Okay. And I tell you, we were so in sync as one. We literally practiced forty-five minutes towards the end of the season, like middle of the season, because mm-hmm. we were so on point. We came in, we did what we had to do. Right. We worked hard. And it was no need to keep us for two hours. Right, right, you know? right, right. And so I just remember that vividly. Like it was like, get in, get out. Let's go, let's go win it. Yeah. And when we upset uh, Louisiana, Louisiana Tech. Okay. That was, and then I, I mean, was I can't remember which one's first. Iowa State. Iowa State was the one that I got the rebound. I think we were down one with, I don't know, five seconds left. Mm-hmm. We shoot the rebound. We shoot. We miss it. Somehow, somehow, some way, I got that rebound and put that ball back up, and we get to go to the Final Four. Yeah. Um, so it was just an amazing journey. It really was. It really was. You, you know, the beauty of it is, and, and and I've shared this on other shows, and I continue to share it because I think it's important. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways in which we, we feed ourselves as just this human species, right? We feed ourselves physically with food, but then we feed ourselves, you know, mentally through, you know, um, you know, gaining more knowledge and information. But we also got to feed our soul and we feed our soul through our memories, Get, getting a chance to have a space to talk about these things, whether they're good or bad. Right. But 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 but, but sharing these things help feed our soul and it, and it helps us be able to connect. So you have these warm memories of Penn State. So so I got to ask with being the only Penn State's Big Ten Player of the Year is is your numbers up in the, is your number up in the rafters? Yes. So so they've retired your jersey. They retired number thirty. They did beautiful. Um, okay, I wanted to make sure because I I, I I didn't see that, and I, I was going to say like Penn State, you got to get it together if, if if you're a singular individual of Big Ten Player of the Year. But you're, so so when did that occur for you? Tell tell me a little bit about that. When was that for you? When did that occur? It was maybe my. First year in the league, second, first or first or second. Oh, year so early on then. Yeah. So, so it, it, I mean, it happened almost immediately after you get out of school. You're talking about somewhere like in 2003, four type range at the latest. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. What? 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 That's huge then, right? I mean, so so you're experiencing all of these wonderful things 
through the sport of basketball. We started off, we talked a little bit about like how you know this journey and this flight, but you also had an opportunity to play on the U.S. women's national team. You guys were over in Spain playing. So, so, so share, share with everyone a little bit about that, right? Like, like not everybody in their lifetime gets an opportunity to travel out of the country, especially, you know, over into Europe and things of that nature. So what was that like playing in Spain? Um, it was amazing. The crazy thing about it is we end up getting uh, salmonella poison. Oh! Yeah, so we had half the team sick. Um, we went on a boat ride, which was amazing, and they fed us this chicken. Okay. Luckily, I, I didn't eat. A, I ate a piece of it. And I was like, "Yeah, this tastes funny." This, this ain't for me, right? Okay. Yeah, I'm like, this might be duck. Right. Honest, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. No, um, I get it. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but it was it was it was great. The experience was great. But when I tell you, it was vicious over there. Mm. Oh my goodness! Like they Spain, they love their sports. Yes, and they do. They are brutal. Like I was kind of scared over there. I ain't gonna lie to you. Right. Um. But the experience was great. Um, and I and I share this quick story. No, please. I, I, I tried out for I got invited to USA basketball every year. Mm. Every year. Okay. And it wasn't until freshman so one of them years that I finally made it. But what I think the USA basketball loved about me is that I was a competitor. Mm. So ideally in my mind, I think they only invited me to compete to get other people better. Mm, okay. Because you think about it, I made the Junior Olympics, right? I got matter of fact, one year I got cut from the Junior Olympics. Okay. But then they invited me to the real Olympics. Oh, wow. With, okay. Like your yeah. Katie Smith, your Shannon Johnson, your yeah. Teresa Edwards, like all these Olympians. Right. I'm like, well, if I didn't make the junior, right. why would you bring me, you know, a step higher? But guess what? I went. Mm-hmm, and certainly. I competed yeah. and I worked hard right. and I made everybody better. So certainly. Um I didn't care. I right. went because I was like, if you're going to invite me, let's you're going to see me. Yeah, you're, you're going right, to see let's me. Let's get it. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but it was a great experience all the way around. USA basketball was a great experience. Um, but I did make the, the, the Junior Olympics that year, and we had a great, great, amazing time. Yeah, you know, you, you all were over. And so I, I, I had a brief opportunity to, to visit Europe, and you were over in, in, a, in an area called Palma. And and mm. Palma's a beautiful place. I mean, I, you know what I mean. Like like Palma's a beautiful place in Spain. And and so basketball is taking you all of these phenomenal places. You know, from from the time. And and, and first, I, I want. I know you said rest in peace, but but share your mother and father's name for the show because I believe in giving people that type of love. Yeah, my father's name was Donald Darling. He's okay. a twin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they were big time basketball players at Central High School. Yeah. Yeah. And Ronald and Donald. Donald was my dad. Um, and then my mom is Patricia Smith. Got you. Okay. And I and I say that because Donald and Patricia have raised a phenomenal young lady here, right? Like, oh, and, and I say that to you, and I say young lady in the most in the most purest sense, right? You know what I mean? Um, because like I'm hearing this competitiveness in you, which which is what we what, which is what sports is about, right? Like like sports is to be able to compete in this healthy space and be able to go out and um, you, you you shared something about your senior year at Penn State. You said we knew we put in the work, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and I think this generation, for some odd reason, thinks that there's like some magic dust somewhere that you don't have to put in the work, and we just sprinkle dust on you before the game and you go out and perform well. 
and, and time and time again, I try to share with parents and coaches and kids specifically when I get a chance to speak with them, like you actually have to put in the work. Sports is the one place where there's no um, shortcut to the success. The success only comes with the work that you put in, right? When I say put in the work, it's physically and mentally. So not Ooh. only do we put in the work on the court, right. we put in the work watching film. Love and I it. think, I don't know if they do that anymore, mm-hmm. um, but we were, Annie Troyan, you know, she was anal. She was so anal about watching film mm-hmm. and understanding it. And I, when I played in high school, I played pure just because I, I love the game, right? Right. When I got to Penn State, I learned the game. Mm. I now I understood the game. Right. So you can you can draw you know explain a play to me, and I can visualize it in my head and see it because I know mm-hmm. the game. I know the court. I know basketball. That's right. right? Yeah. And that's what I was taught at Penn State. Right. And so we watched film. We on other teams with other players. Mm-hmm. We watched the tendencies. And so we was able to be successful because we knew what other people were doing. Right. 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 And we knew how they were going to play us. So we had Certainly. to counter to counteract that. It's like so it was a lot of a lot of detail and logic that goes into it, but yep. the mental aspect of it as well. A lot of kids don't they watch the sport but they don't really watch it to understand it. hundred percent. Well, you, you you know, you, you hit on so much in that one little snidbit, right? First <laughs> off that like the point guard and you came out tremendously just now because that's what that's what we do as point guards and kind of understand the game and see it and, and, and those things and break it down. But but we were raised to learn the game, right? Like you said the, the challenge that I see with a lot of kids, and, and, and even to some degree coaches, like, um, but, but kids more specifically now, they see things like um, watching film as a punishment. Right. When, when, when really it's an opportunity. Like, if you got someone who's willing to sit down with you and break down film with you and give you 20 or 30 minutes of their life to help you understand this game better that you claim you enjoy playing, you should be all over that. Right. Like like that, 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 that would be my opinion for it. Right. But you're right, because um, a lot of kids like they watch the game now. They're just looking for highlights They they want to, you know, they want to see a little move. They, they don't understand what goes into making all those things possible. And I'm glad you shared that putting in the work is more than just the physical stuff. But, but they think all of it is a punishment to some degree. And when I say that, I mean in kids in general, because there are some of those really special kids right now that are still out there getting it in. Right. And, and I'm not here to say that old school is the right way, but I'll go back to in sports, success comes with the work, right? Like you have to yeah. do the work to get to get that level of success. I, I, but I don't want to. I don't want to hear. I, I know what my opinion is about the challenges. I want to hear your opinion. What are the challenges that you see right now, specifically in, in in the women's basketball space? Whether it be young girls, high school girls, collegiately, professionally. I'm I'm curious as to hear your thoughts on what you see in, in the state of the game right now. Well, I had an opportunity because I coached my daughter. Um, since mm, how'd that grade. go? Um, it was good. Oh, was it okay? Quick story and and I no, hope you don't got to be quick. This your time, right? I, I, I want to hear because I'm curious to hear about the. I love parent coaching stories. I started coaching my. I was asked to coach because I said I didn't want to coach my kids, but I was asked to coach my daughter in third grade. Now I trained them if they asked me. Okay. My daughter seen a different side of me. So when I was on, when I was coach, you know, I'm very aggressive. I'm very dominant i'm very loud i'm very into it and it frightened my daughter because mm. she didn't see that side of me right so she, she used she used to mom she just seeing mom yeah. she, ain't, she ain't seen she ain't yeah. seen coach yet and so i told her i said baby when i'm on the court i'm coach when right. i'm off the court i'm mom and what we did to savor our relationship is i, I told all my kids 
when, after a game or practice, give me five or 10 minutes. Let's talk about it, right? I'm gonna mm. give you good, bad, indifferent. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna ask you questions about the game. Boom, boom, boom. And then it's shut down. Right. I don't talk sports with my kids anymore. Right. I become mother. Okay. And being able to separate the two had done, has done wonders for my kids in our relationship. Not only do they respect me as a mother, they respect me as a coach because I'm not always drilling them. Right. They give me, even now, they play collegiately. My daughter's at Oklahoma. My boys are at Montana State University Billings. After the game, I'm like, all right, dude, you, y'all got to pick it up on defense, you know? Right. Or you did a great job with this. Five, ten minutes, and then we're done. And okay. it's like, hey, high school, what you doing, you know? Nice. So it, it, it allows that boundary okay. so that the kids don't, because if you keep talking about sports all the time, your child's not going to want to talk to you. They're right. Like, oh, Right. You know, like nice. these great, that's, that's great advice right there. That's great yeah. advice right there. No, but but I'm not letting you off the hook though. I want to know what oh. you think about the state Challenges. of yes. Yeah, so would you just tell me what, what what's what's the state of the game right now, just in general? What and you choose what you want to share because because you're the expert in the room right now, and I want to hear your thoughts on the state of 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 the game for 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 young women playing this beautiful sport of basketball. I want to hear your thoughts on it. I feel like we lost the element of fundamental. Mm. Um, I went to a couple, I went to the City League Championship last year. I came home, watched the City League Championship and not a knock on anybody, but I'm like, some of these kids can't, the basic fundamental, Mm -hmm. you dribble the ball on the left hand, with your left hand on the left hand side. Right. Not your right hand going down the middle. Right. You know, Um, it's just, I think we just lost the fundamental, but I also think that our kids are seem very privileged in the sense of just the work ethic, Mm -hmm. you know? Like you said, they don't want to get in the gym. When they do, they just want to shoot. It's it's become all about offense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, very rarely do you see that one player that wants to get gritty and grindy right. and play that hard-nosed defense. Right. Um, and it's all about playing time. It's just It just becomes a, a, a selfishness, I think. Yeah. I think the sport has become very selfish. It's not a team sport anymore. Right, right. You don't see that as often. A, a team sport is all about individual. You got one player, and it's like get that player the ball, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like no, it's a team sport. Yeah, you know, yeah. You win as a team. Yeah, you lose as a team. Certainly. Well, well, you know what? Um, that 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 speaks volumes because you know I, I I think the more that like like everyone begins to hear it and understand it, hopefully we get back to this beautiful space because I'll share with you. And, and, and my simplicity about the game of basketball, and I love the sport, right? So I'm, I'm a kid. I grew up playing it and been around it and watching it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the nerd who, when I'm at home, I watch games on mute. I don't watch them with the sound because, like you were talking <laughs> about film, I'm so used to like when we were doing film. There was there's no there's no audio, so I don't right. like even hearing what the, what the people have to say. Uh, right. Some some really smart person out there, whoever you are, found a way for me to rewind live television. So I might be sitting there at home. I might watch the same play 30 times in a row. Like, no one watches sports with me in my house because I like rewind the same play over and over and over again. I'm dissecting it like film, right? And then my family's like, all right, dude, we're done. We can't keep doing this with you. I'm like, well, no, I want to see this play again. I'm trying to see what the power forward did on this play. Like, you know what I mean? So, But, like, what you shared about the game is so important because, like, every voice – Who's 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 achieved what you achieved? Number one is important. Like like these are the voices that your voice is the voice that needs to be heard. And I'm excited that we have this platform to be able to allow that to even occur. Before we get out of here, I told you that our time would go quick, right? And I shared that with you. As our time wraps down, one of the things that you said is you said you love to tell stories. 
And I'm a, and I know you love to tell stories. But not only do you sit here today, this accomplished basketball young, you know, a, a, a woman who in the space done all these amazing things, and and you're you know you're a high school All American, you're you're the Big Ten Player of the Year, you make it to the Final Four, you're walking around here with a silver medal, you played in the WNBA, like like you've done all these special things. Your 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 number is retired in college, but you're also an author. Right. You have you, 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 you have books under your name that you've written. Share with us. Before, yeah. yeah so, so share with with everyone. I want to hear that side of your journey and we'll end on that as a storytelling piece, because that's the most phenomenal story. Right. Is that you can that you that you've been able to share a part of your space through the through through the gift of books. So, so, so share with everyone a little bit about that. I'll try to be quick. Um, but no, don't I, be quick. Don't be quick. Just <laughs> not, I, want, I just want you to share it in, in your purest form. So when I was playing in the WNBA, um, I was going out doing appearances at schools all the time. Mm. And what I noticed that is that, of course, a lot of them were at the inner city that our kids couldn't sit still to listen, to read. A lot of them didn't have books. Um, a lot of them didn't like to read. And so... I just felt it was a need. And so I started doing more and more appearances. I started working with a lady named Kimberly Johnson who wrote a children's book. And I just got really inspired by it. And I was like, mm. you know, I, I want to write a book. And she was like, well, you know, go ahead, do it. So I went home, I started writing, came back. She was like, eh, she, you know, that's kind of terrible. Yeah, said, yeah, okay, yeah. No problem. <laughs> okay. okay. First so draft, first home. draft, yeah, first draft. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And, and the crazy thing about it is I had these thoughts in my head. And one morning I just woke up at three o'clock in the morning. I used to sleep with a notebook next to my desk. Mm. Um, and I just woke up three o'clock in the morning and it came to me. I got my computer out and I just started writing and I went back and she was like, this is it, Helen. Wow. So what I did was I, I wrote, I wanted to teach kids something, right, in a, in a fun way. So I began to write um, children's books, the days of the week. There's one book for each day of the week. Mm, and okay. it's I taught my kids the days of the week when they were younger through a simulation, right? So every Monday we did this, every Tuesday we did that, every Wednesday yeah. did is. And so they begin to learn the days of the week through a simulation. Right. And so I just now what I wrote about is not what I actually taught my kids, um, but I just came up with different themes throughout the week to help these young kids learn the days of the week. Nice. Uh, and run and read. And in the back of my books, there's extensions for teachers and parents to go in deeper right. and make the, make the story fun, entertaining, engaging. And Certainly. I think if we get kids engaged into books and see the beauty in books and take the journey within the books, mm -hmm. then we can get them to read more and enjoy it because there's so much, you learn so much by reading. Yes, indeed you do. I mean, Hey, look, th this has been, I I'm, I'm so excited you were able to join us here today. This has been a wonderful space to share um, all of your journey that, that we could right in 30 minutes to share all of your journey <laughs> um, with, with, with everybody here back home in Columbus. And, and, and so getting out of here, where are you at now? What are you doing? Um, and then, and then like, 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 like give us a little bit of that. So, so, so everyone can kind of just know, um, you know, how, how you're out here living and how you're doing in your space. I am actually out here in Portland, Oregon. Mm, okay. Uh, I am working with Nike. Okay. Uh, as a uh, product footwear tester for basketball and men's basketball and running. Nice. Okay. Okay. So you're in Portland, uh, working with Nike. Big. Right. We, we everybody knows Nike. It's an it's it's a global brand. Um, it is. Your 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 journey has taken you everywhere. 
all of us here back home in Columbus. You know, we're, we're, we're happy to be fans of yours. I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm excited. I get to say that I know you. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, because because what you know, you 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 what you've done is is has been. A, a real gem, you know, and um, and it's nice for everyone to get a chance to hear it because I think a lot of times, even for our kids here back home, you go off to school, and then once you're out and and you're in school, sometimes back home here they don't know all the wonderful things you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So like so like uh, Columbus, Ohio, check it. Uh, you know what I mean? We're talking to the Big Ten. We're talking to a Big Ten player of the year. We're talking to somebody who's played for the national women's team. We're talking to somebody who really put in the work, and and, 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 and your story is phenomenal. And I'm glad that we could reminisce on part of it and share it with everybody here. You get the final word here. Uh, Patricia and Donald, we appreciate you for bringing this, this individual here into our lives. And you get the final word here before I read the outro. I uh, just want to say, listen, young ladies, get back in sports. Get back in basketball. Ball. Um, let sports take you on a journey. Let sports take you on a journey. Basketball has allowed me to travel the world, meet people, um, be exposed to things I wouldn't have been exposed to. The world is bigger than just Columbus, Ohio. Yes, and it it's is. okay to leave the city. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. Um, I'm going to read the outro. We appreciate you here, Columbus City Schools, and taking this time to be on the show with us. Um, Beautiful, beautiful show today, right? So I want to thank you uh, for, for, you know, everybody for listening in, but want to thank you for being on the show today. Uh, Be sure to catch all future episodes on Radio WCBE 90.5 FM. Catch us on Spotify, Apple, or the platform you prefer to listen to your favorite podcast. Check us out on Instagram at City League Sports 614. Until next time, I am your host, Vince Clarino. This is City League Sports.